Thank you, audience. Thank you. Hey, God bless you guys. Oh, oh. Thank you guys. You're too kind. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of True Way Gaming. I'm your host, One Way Soldier, or you call me Carl. And here at True Way Gaming, we answer your gaming related questions and talk about gaming related topics. And for today's episode, I know, in a, well, actually, well, first, I know in a previous episode, I stated that I would not be uploading an episode this week due to me being on vacation. I'm still am on vacation. I'm actually, um, Recording right now uh, on, through the app on my cell phone um, in the bedroom. Praise somebody came where I'm sleeping, and um, but I don't. Know, I can't. It's hard for me to be away from you guys for so long, you know. So um, yeah, here I am. Oh, thank you, audience. Thank you. I appreciate you. God bless you. <laughs> and you know, yesterday on Thursday. Praise Almighty King. It was such a blessed day for me, and I wanted to share it on the podcast. Um, yesterday, especially Thursday, to me, was really, really, really important, especially in my heart, because I got to meet a very important friend of me, a very important friend that I met her, Praise Almighty King, um, through Xbox, like five years. I think we've been friends for five years, and I finally got a chance to meet her. We met at Dave & Buster's, and... Praise God, we had a blessed time. We we had um, awesome conversations. We got to play um, arcane games, and it was a blessed time. So, Kyrie, a shout-out to Kyrie. If you're hearing this, I love you, sis. Amen. And again, thank you so very much uh, for coming out to meet me and the crew because, oh, my goodness, like, she drove two and a half hours, you know, to meet me and the crew and... I just feel so honored and blessed. I'm like, man, I, w- I want to tell the world about it, you know? So, you know, uh, Kyrie, thank you, sister. God bless you all the days of your life. Seriously, it was, it was awesome. And also, I played a whole bunch of games, games that I knew that came out. They were exclusive to Dave & Buster's, I do believe, back in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, like, for example, Halo, um, Fireteam Raven. You also had Time Crisis 5. And then, um, what was the other game? Um, House of the Dead, Scarlet Dawn. These games, they were exclusive to Dave & Buster's for like a year, I think it was. Or maybe two years. Uh, in other words, other arcades now have those games, uh, which, which is awesome. But these games, I wanted to play for, for years. So I actually got to, yeah, experience them on Thursday. And I wanted to... Yeah, just pretty much in this episode, pretty much give my little review on some of the games I played and also just share some of my experience at Dave & Buster's. And, uh, yeah, it starts now. So, yeah, so at Dave & Buster's, it was really, first of all, it's awesome. Me, I have not been in an arcade for for years. I, I think the last arcade I've been to was back at New Rochelle in New York, back in when I was, like, 22 years old, I think. Um... You know, I'm currently 28 now. So, it's yeah, it's been like seven years or so since I stepped foot in an actual arcade, if you don't, you know, consider my house. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was it was really awesome. So, it, it was a blessing to step into an arcade. And, you know, there's always a feeling that I always had since I was young when, you know, stepping foot in an arcade, you know. Um, and I think, you, you know, you guys... You know, listeners, you heard me mention this in previous episodes of, um, you know, Troy Gaming, where I, you know, one thing I love about gaming is that it always brings people together, you know, no matter what they believe in, no matter what color, you know, I mean, there is no color, you know, when you play games and stuff, and, um, like, literally, I remember that, that moment where I was playing Tekken Arcade, and then some dude just rolled up with a quarter in, and we started playing, you know, and so, in other words, like, literally, that memory... And so many others just came to my mind when I stepped foot at Dave & Buster's. And on top of that, just, you know, and of course, just being there with my group of friends and my sister, it was just, there was no words I could just use to describe the joy that I felt, you know? And so the first um, 
the first game that I actually I decided to play, there were so many. I remember the first game I played going in, I'm like, man, I gotta play House of the Dead Scarlet Dawn. I'm a big House of the Dead fan. I love uh, uh, for the Nintendo Wii. I got the the Return of House of the Dead two and three uh, physical. Um, I have uh, House of the Dead four on the the PlayStation three. Praise the Money King. That was the only way to purchase the game um, at home. Is if you have a PlayStation Three, you could buy it on the PlayStation Store. Uh, and, you know, and my favorite kind of games are gun rail shooters. I love Time Crisis. I love uh, you know, like I said, Pass of the Dead. I also um, the Resident Evil, um, Umbrella Chronicles, Dark Side Chronicles. I gotta get those for the PS3. But I do own both those games physical on the Nintendo Wii. So literally, my Nintendo Wii collection literally just consists of. Gunrail shooters, <laughs> just because I, I, you know, Nintendo did a great job of the the Wii Zapper and and, and you know putting those games on a platform was awesome, especially Ghost Squad. And yeah, so in other words, the first game I played, House of the Dead, Scarlet Dawn, I played that with Caroline, and it was very very cool. So <laughs> the gun uh, that you actually hold. Um, you know, real life to, to, to play the game. It's a replica of the MP7, and it has recoil, and it just felt great. It was the perfect amount of weight to it. I love the recoil. I felt like I was actually shooting a gun. Now, and, and also the screen that they use, I, I do believe it's 4K. It was gorgeous visuals, gorgeous. Uh, the coloring was so gorgeous. I think it's a OLED uh, OLED screen actually, because the colors really popped, um, especially when you use like grenades or you see explosions. Um, it was really awesome to see. The only downside I would say from this game, to me, yeah, to me actually I don't really see it as a downside because to me I find this, that kind of stuff hilarious. But the voice acting was so ferocious. Hero- I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce the word, but it was so disastrous. The the the, the voice acting, like literally, it was a part where zombies broke in, and the main protagonist was like. Let's go, you know, we gotta, let's go help. Just like that, emotionless, you know? And uh, there was also another scene where your characters, um, they, I think they're jumping from a helicopter, like, oh, let's jump. And then they jump, just like that. Not, yo, let's jump, let's get out of here. It was just, oh, let's jump. And then they jumped, and I'm just like, you know, it had me laughing the whole time as I'm watching the cutscenes, you know? It, it looked like a bad anime annotation or something. Uh, the voice acting, that's the best way I could really describe it. Uh, but putting the voice acting aside, because obviously I'm not there for the voice acting, Praise the Mighty King, it was an awesome sequel to the House of the Dead series. I loved how in the beginning of every mission, you get to choose what weapons you want to bring with you on a mission. So I remember first, uh, Caroline, uh, was it? she brought a, you know, MP7, and then a, a Gatling gun, <laughs> you know? And then me, I chose the shotgun, and praise the Holy Spirit, a dual-wielding MP7s. And it was awesome. It, it was really awesome. It was fun. Um, the the zombies, they could really take a hit. Like, literally, I was performing headshots, and that seems to uh, eliminate them faster. I mean, hence, they're zombies. But it was, you know, but for a House of the Dead game, I feel like this game, they take more shots than usual. Off the bat, I'm thinking about House of the Dead 3, even House of the Dead 4. You know, they die pretty quick in those games, but this one, they have a little bit of health. And um, but overall, it was awesome. It was it was really action packed. What was happening on screen, um, and and Praise the King. It didn't feel like I was being jipped off. You know, like you know, it's usually when you play arcade game and um, you know. There's like literally lies that happen. Like you get hit out of nowhere, or uh, you know you could in the game you turn a controller, like you turn a corner. I mean, and um, you know like it's like a little cutscene. You turn the corner, and then you know something is tossed, and you have enough reaction time to like shoot the object out the way, so you just get hit out of nowhere. House of the Dead I, Four. I feel like I didn't feel that. I feel like it was fair, so to speak. It was fair, and uh, I was doing good. You know, we passed the first mission. Um, you know, Caroline died, <laughs> and I played the second mission on my own, and, you know, I lasted quite a bit, and, uh, you know, because, you know, that was my thing, you know, that was, that's House of the Dead games, you know, I, I consider myself pro when it comes to those games, I loved it, um, so, yeah, so overall, if I had to give House of the Dead Scarlet Dawn a rating, 
based on what I played, I definitely would give it an 8.5 out of 10. To me, it was a great game, and to me, it was a great sequel. I actually want to play it again, but I think it was like, I'm not sure if it was like $10 off the bat, or maybe $8.8 at Dave & Buster's, um, when, when you have the that card to play the game. So, that, that was interesting, that was dope, that was really good. And then the game after I played, immediately, um, I played with my boy, um, Mandalorian, Mandalorian Blue, uh, we played Time Crisis 5. Because again, I think you even heard me say in a, in, a, in a previous podcast episode, those were two games that I really wanted to play. I wanted to go to Dave & Buster's, the f- two games, as a matter of fact, I didn't care, that was the only two games I got to play, was House of Death, Garlic Dawn, and Time Crisis 5. I'm a big Time Crisis fan. I think, honestly, Time Crisis and, and House of the Dead as well made me fall in love with Gunrail Shooters. Uh, I, st- I have the Time Crisis 2, Time Crisis 3 on the PlayStation 2. I'm missing Crisis Zone. I got to pick that up, praise the Lord. But um, uh, but Time Crisis 4, I got on PS3. Like, I'm a big Time Crisis fan. So, Time Crisis 5, going into it, I, I love how both screens are big. And, uh, again, for the pistols, uh, the-, the gun that you actually use to, to play the game... Um, they have recoil. Now, my gun it was a little... It did feel a little weird because... The trigger itself... The trigger itself felt really... I don't want to use the word loose. Uh, but there was no tension behind the trigger. You know, when you pull the trigger... Uh, you know, previous games, especially arcade machines... When you pull the trigger, it has some, you know, some tension to it. It's not easy to push down all the way, you know. You have to put some effort into that. But for this one, it felt really, there was like no tension at all. Really, when I push the trigger, it goes all the way through, you know. And it sort of threw me off in some instances because I guess it felt so loose when I'm spamming the trigger. I go, wait, did, did I did I shoot three times? You know, when I mean to shoot twice, it felt so loose. I'm like, wait, did, did I shoot three times? Or, um, you, know, it, it, you know, it made me, it's a little weird way to explain it, but. It made me feel, how should I say, I don't know if I should say that, there was times where I felt like my shots, you know, either shot too much, or sometimes I feel like my shots didn't register, and it were not, not, but not like all the time, just like time to time I noticed that, you know, especially for like boss fights and stuff. Um, but it felt like that. Like, yeah, I pressed the trigger twice, but it registered three times sometimes, you know? And I don't know if it's just worn because uh, in that Dave & Buster's location. I don't know if, like, you know, people play that game all the time and they're just, you know, that gun is breaking, you know? Um, or it was just a design flaw or something. Um, but, you know, but other, other than that, literally, I had a blessed time with that. And, you know, the cooperative aspect is so cool on that because what's, what's uh, a unique spin on the Time Crisis series for the Time Crisis 5 is that the characters you play as, they have super speed. So it's really cool that in the bottom of the arcade machine, when you uh, there's two paddles, the left paddle and then the right paddle. And then we use those um, during gameplay to switch sides. So when you're in a gunfight, um, you press the left paddle, your character would zoom to the left side of the battlefield. And then, you know, vice versa. When you press the right, it would zoom to the right. So it was really cool cooperative moments because then I would go with, uh, to my partner. I'll be like, all right, uh, you know, Mandalorian Blue, I, I, I'm going to get the left side, right? You get the right. You know, and it was literally we flanked opponents, uh, especially ones that used riot shields. It was so satisfying. Um, I love that that game also has a big arsenal weapon. So you have pistols, you have a assault rifle, a uh, shotgun, which was satisfying. When it was like eight people on screen at once. I'm serious, yeah. I felt like John Wick. Like I, I, I equipped the shotgun, and I was just spamming the shotgun. I'm like, yes, this feels amazing. And what's really cool is they don't hold back. You know, they, the game doesn't hold back of how many enemies are on screen. And um, playing that with a with a friend, it was just amazing. Just like literally, sort of um, strategizing in a sense. And it was even a part of the game where the game only has six stages, but each stage is like long. Um, also. Each stage has, I'll say, three, how should I say, I guess three checkpoints, so to speak. So, like, um, you know, your stage one, 
but you would do a counter, a couple of like gun fights or whatever, and they'll be like, all right, uh, stage one, point one, you know, and then you know show your score, your accuracy and stuff, and then you would do you know, uh, I, you know, I guess it has each stage has parts to it. There you go. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, please excuse me. Right now it's like one o'clock in the morning. That's uh, so that's recording, but. Yeah, you know, each state has like three parts to it, and so you know, each state felt a little lengthy, which was which is good. Um, to me, it was perfect, you know. Um, and it was cool that it was a part of the game. We were on motorcycles, so you had like, you know, we had to shoot dudes on motorcycles. We used the the paddles to like, you know, pretty much like where the flash, you know, like go on the left side, you know, turn all the way to the right. Like it was just amazing, um, and. It was awesome because there was like times where we had to fight giant mechs or uh, like this giant like look like a walking fortress and it was like shooting turrets at us. And it was cool that we had a rocket launcher, me and uh, Mandalorian Blue, and we just shot at the turrets and whatever and it would take out like two turrets off the bat. We're like, yeah, you know, and um, even there's even like helicopter moments in the game where uh, both of our characters would go on helicopters. And then we literally had, it was like a moving train, and we had to, like, eliminate everyone on the train, uh, because it was, a, the villain was there, and it was awesome, it was straight up awesome, just pulling out the trigger, we never had to reload, you know, we had to, um, to take cover, and, uh, of course, we could go on different sides of the helicopter, and overall, the game was straight up action-packed, and, it, again, it, it reminded me, it made me relive those memories of when I first played Time Crisis, how epic it felt how fun it is, you know, to, and just also, like, what I love about the game, too, there's no red skill, so literally, you point and shoot at the game, and it makes you, it makes me test my accuracy with an actual weapon, you know what I mean, and, you know, it felt great, it just felt overall great to play, especially with a dear friend, and, um, I mean, I remember the, the the main villain, though. Oh, my goodness. Like, the villain that we had to chase down, my man wanted to die. There were so many times where, you know, there would be these quick time moments, so to speak. So, for example, the villain uh, went on the zip line, and then, you know, you and your partner will go on the zip line as well. And it'll be like, all right, shoot the targets, right? And then it was the time will slow down, and these green circles will appear. So you have, like, one shot uh, to shoot each circle. So, we, you know, we did that flawlessly. And it was amazing. So he fell off from like, it looked like a 20 story building. And he still survived somehow. And we were still chasing him. Like, <laughs> it was just a little funny, you know? Um, but overall, that game was pure epic, I would say. Like, me and Mandalorian Blue, we, every time like we pass a part of this, they were like, yeah, we give each other a high five. And um, just to cooperate, and, and Mandalorian Blue, oh my, my man, saved my life so many times. Especially there was one part where on the motorcycles, like I mentioned, we had to go off the ramp, and the time slowed down. And I said, all right, you know, shoot the targets. Now, there was only one green circle, so I thought we had to shoot that. But there was, like, no lie, like five missiles about to hit us. So when I shot that one circle, I'm like, oh, wait, oh, we're supposed to shoot the missiles, not the green circle. And then my boy, Mandalorian Blue, came out and just shot all the missiles within less than a second and I'm just like yes bro thank you you know and it was funny he was he was laughing I was laughing and um the game overall is great so if I had to give that game a rating um man for me to be honest like cause to me I, I struggled a little bit not struggled I want to say that but with the pedal system it was very it's a very cool idea it's a very cool idea I would have liked honestly if they Mounted like how should I say like like how should I say? so like for example House of the Dead you there's like a seating area you know like you go inside the the machine where you you know you sit down and then you pick up the guns and then you're, you're pretty much sitting down and, and and you know playing the game and I wish they sort of did that with Time Crisis Five because of the pedal system I wish that you guys sat down and played I would have been so much better with that so I could just sit down and you use my right foot for the right pedal, left foot for the left pedal. Because to me, you're standing. You're standing while you're playing. So, yeah, you're standing and you're playing. You know, it, it was. It took some getting used to, you know. Plus, 
you know, me, I'm a, I'm a bigger set guy. So to me, it was really, um, it could have been challenging to, to uh, you know, I'm playing. I'm like, oh, wait, 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 well, what's the right pedal, you know, so to speak. So to be honest, guys, I will give that game, I, I, I have to give that game a 9. Uh, based on what I played, a 9 out of 10 in terms of a gun rail uh, shooting score. A 9 out of 10, definitely. And what was awesome was, after that, um, man, there was so much games I played. Um, I played a throwing axe game. That was fun. I played that so many times throughout the day. Like, literally, maybe 10 times or so, just that alone. A throwing axe game, um, You there's two rounds, and you have three throwing axes. Literally, physical throwing axes. You know, they're not literal physical. Like, they're not literal... Uh, throwing axes, they're, you know, obviously they're, they're like, it's like a green hard material. Um, what was it? It's like, like not no, it's not foam. I don't know what to call that material. Like rubber. There you go. They're like rubber throwing axes. They're rubber, um, and they have some weight to it too, like a real throwing axe. Um, and you get to throw it, you know, as a big target, and um, you know, if you throw it in the middle, you get more points. And it was really cool because you can actually toss them. They can actually get stuck on the target. And you get more points if you, if you get it stuck. And literally, I have a video recording of it where I got all three of my axes stuck on a target. And I actually made it to the leaderboards. I think literally I'm in third place um, on the leaderboards. I, I scored really well. And literally, it was just so much fun to play that game over and over again to see oh man, if I could be my score, if I could be number one on the leaderboard. And it was just so amazing. It was, it was really awesome. And that game, I literally, I give an 8 out of 10. Because <laughs> um, I kept on going back to it. So, and another game I played, um, it was like, it was a cool game that I got to play with Kyrie. We, it was this horror game, right? It's a, it's a gun row shooter. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like the horror experience 4D. And I'm pretty sure... I forgot the name of it. It's like something, the horror experience for the, and that was interesting. So when I got into, it's a cabin that you, you know, you step in, so you, you sit down and play, and um, it's it was cool. The graphics were great. The graphics were great. Um, the screen, their screen there was a little bit messed up, but it didn't affect gameplay really. Um, but you step in, um, you know, you, you play whatever. I think it was like seven points to play and um you get to choose what level you play as you could choose to be like you start on the cabin uh start out in the uh, like a prison area asylum i think um etc and basically you're shooting up monsters and also zombies and what's really unique about this is that um you know it's 4d so literally when a zombie for example like opens up a door or like in the game you're like walking and all of a sudden, a monster pops out, or a zombie pops out of a door. Literally, they have like these wind, um, like wind, that literally will shoot at you in the arcade cabin, um, and, and, and you know adds to the immersion where you know wind will shoot at you. Oh snap! And, and it felt great too because you know I'm, I'm over here in Texas, it was hot in there, and uh, you know that felt great when that happened. Uh, <laughs> but it was really cool when they bust open the door, boom, wind shot at you. Um, it was great 3D audio as well. So you heard the, when the monster like, ah, and zombies would go, ah, you know, it was, in other words, it was really immersive, and, I mean, it took them a while to die, too, even with headshots. Uh, what's cool in the game is you and a partner shoot at an enemy at the same time, it does more damage, and I'm going to be honest, um, the jump scares were not scary at all. Um, I mean, the only thing that would really catch you out there is, like, quiet moments, and then it busts through the door, and you feel the wind shot at you, um... Yeah, you know, it was, it, it was, it was good, you know. But to me, it was not scary. You know, they, they were, they were, they were close on capturing a horror experience, but really, it, I must say, it wasn't. It wasn't really scary at all, um, for me, and uh, and even uh, a curie, if I'm not mistaken. And what's really cool is that the guns that you hold, so you have to hold it with two hands, and it's sort of like a turret style um, gun that you shoot with in the game. Um, and, um, what was cool is that the actual gun, 
that you use to play the game, it has these two meters on the handles. And what that does is that it reads your heart rate. So it was really cool. I saw, you know, Kyrie her heart rate go up to like 84. I'm like, sister, you're right. <laughs> you know, um, but but it was it was a really it was it was a cool experience. It was something different. I did appreciate what they were trying to do for a gun shooter. Um, and of course, it was the average gun shooter. It took a little. I felt like the the, the monsters had too much health, in my opinion. Um, but overall, the, the graphics were outstanding. Um, again, the 4D experience, you know, I get it was it was awesome. It was definitely different. Um, but overall, the gameplay, I felt like something was lacking. And I honestly, I think it was probably the enemy's health. And um, and yeah, and then literally, you can only use like in the game, uh, the person was using MP5, but really, the the game that you actually the the weapon that you actually used to play, or at least the the fake gun, I guess, Star King gun, it was like a turret style weapon, whatever. So I felt like, oh, you know, okay. I felt like I had liked it better if, you know, if, if literally they, they made like a replica of MP7 for you to play with in the cabin instead of that turret style gun. Um, but I understand that they did that so that it could read your heart rate, you know. So I understand I appreciate, you know, I appreciate what they were trying to do. And, you know, it, it was a good game. It was overall a good game. I would love to own a you know copy of home, but, you know, of course, they're not going to have that. Um, it's, it's weird too because a lot of these games I'm like man it would be perfect to run like on the PS5 on the Series X and it's, it's just really weird that I have not seen uh, uh, Namco um, or, or um, any of these other companies Raw Thrills make um, you know bringing these games to to home you know it was really strange to, to see that Praise the Mighty King but but it was go. So, so if I had to rank that game, the horror uh, 4D experience, the horror experience 4D, I would give it to be honest a 7.5 out of 10. It was a good game. It was honestly a good game. I appreciate what they try to do, um, but again, it was it was, it was something was lacking in terms of gameplay. The, the monsters had too much health. Um, the gun that you used to play it overall, um, and you know, it it wasn't. It wasn't really scary, but the voice acting was better than House of the Dead Scrolling None. Um, even graphically, it, it was it was cool. It was good. I'll give it 7.5 or maybe even 8. But, yeah, 7.5 I think is accurate. Um, yeah, and then also the other game I got to play was the Walking Dead video game. That was amazing. The Walking Dead video game, I played again with Carrier. Um that was really cool because again you, you go into a cabin you sit in it and uh, the surround sound was great sound effects was awesome um, the graphics were gorgeous I, I think it honestly was in 4K um, because I like the the segments in the game where uh, you play in dark areas and you use a flashlight and really like blacks look blacked uh, black excuse me um, and color like when explosion happened explosion looked vibrant um, even the details in the zombies themselves um, it looked really good it looked really good. The coloring was amazing. So I think that screen must, uh, that arcade cabin probably uses an OLED screen as well. And um, it was also like some of these arcade cabins, man. I, I want, I'm like, man, I want this screen for my for, like, for my room. You know, they look so good. The screen. But anyway, yeah. So it was really cool because you didn't play as Daryl, uh, but you played as survivors in the prison. So it, I think it takes place around maybe season. Uh, three or four or so, I think four. Uh, but you play as a prison. Obviously, zombies got in a whole bunch, um, and you use a crossbow. So the actual weapon, um, or I should say the the replica, you, you play with a crossbow replica, and that felt solid. That felt great. So you, you used uh, there's like two handles. Um, so you're like your left hand and your right hand. You know, there's two handles you could use on the back of the crossbow and then you would actually use this lever action that's on both sides of the crossbow I'm talking about the replica you actually use to to play with to, to, to use to play the game you actually have to clock it uh, cock it back um, and that felt satisfying every time you had a reload and you pull it back to reload and what was also cool is that the crossbow since you're using the crossbow and as a gunner shooter you know at first I thought it was just one shot but no you actually have eight 
um, arrows to shoot in a clip, and they're sem- it's a semi-automatic crossbow, so you could spam a shot, and then you would pull the lever back, and literally it was it felt great to play, it felt solid, and um, it was cool. Like literally, I was getting headshots. Oh, you see a reticule on the screen. We were headshotting zombies. It was really awesome. We literally, it was funny. Me and Kiri, we spam like literally like five arrows each. So you literally, you see a zombie and like there's like ten arrows legit, like coming out of his nose and <laughs> and his eyeballs and stuff. It was crazy, um, but it, it felt really great to play, really solid, and um, yeah, it was really action packed because there was moments where. A lot of moments we had to save survivors, so time slows down. We had to save, uh, you know, you shoot the zombies off the survivors. There was a lot of times where I actually shot the survivor and I lost health for that. Um, and then, and even Deja too. I mean, um, excuse me, Kyrie too. And um, there was even, yeah, moments where you had to shoot like gas canisters and you know, blow up zombies. It was an amazing, amazing gun rail shooter. And I'm like, man, I would love to see this come. Uh, like you know, PlayStation Four or something. Like literally, they could bring that home, and um, it was really a fun experience to play. And I think we got pretty far. I think we got pretty far. I think we were leaving the prison. Uh, I think we died on the second level. The first mission was like long. And literally, I think we we did the first mission. It felt like 15 minutes, maybe even a little more, just for the first mission. Um, and we did great. We did great. And uh, we were just all right. Well, if we die, um, yeah, we're you know, I think we're like, oh yeah, if we die, um, you know, we'll just end it there. You know, we'll end it there, and then we'll, we will play something else because the first mission was really long. But it didn't feel like it dragged on. You know, it, it had a good pace to it, and it just overall felt really fun. It's just. We, you know, there were so many games at the arcade, we wanted to try to play at least most of them. So, for that game, it was so fun playing with Kyrie. It was awesome. So, that game, I would dead give it, um, I'll give it an 8.5. It was a great game. It was fun. Um, 8.5 out of 10, definitely. It was so satisfying to play. Um, graphics were good. There was moments where even, like, caught us off guard. Uh, sort of like a like a jump scare, and honestly, it was an amazing thing to play. And then, uh, you know, also they had like Mario Kart um, there. I didn't get to play that. I wanted to, but nobody was like, "Eh, I could play it on my Switch," you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And um, it was it was it was something. It, it was awesome. Um, I'm trying to remember other games that we played. My, you know, my sister, it was funny, she was playing like a, <laughs> I call it the gambling game, but it's really, you take like this little mallet, and you hit the the center of um, this bell, I guess, and this meter will go up, so you can't hit it too hard, because then it will bounce off the meter, um, you can't do it too soft, because you get a little point, so my sister literally played that game for a while, and she managed to get like 8,000 tickets. <laughs> you know, and um, I felt like she was at Vegas or something, <laughs> you know, but she did really good and it was fun. Um, so I played that as well. Um, I've also played Praise the Mighty King. Um, what was it? Oh, we played Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, first of all, you know, I, I love Tomb Raider, I love Laura Croft. So, first of all, it's a massive screen that you play the game on. Literally, I think it's like 100 inches. The screen, or 120 or something. It was a massive screen. And I think, though, what's, what's a little weird about the arcade machine is that I think it uses a DPL or a DPI screen to it. Um, I think literally because the, the contrast was weird. It was an old screen. It felt like it looked like an old screen. Again, DPI um, it has like a projector inside the screen, so to speak. And the projector is shooting at the screen internally, um, you know. Um, so I think it was using that. Because there was a lot of, uh, when you stand in front of the screen, there was a lot of areas that looked a little washed off. You know, it doesn't affect gameplay. You can still see everything clearly and even play. But a lot of areas looked washed out. Um, and then the guns that you play with. So it's cool that you get to play with a cross pistol. The con and the pro to that is, the pro is, in order to reload, you don't shoot off the screen usually like you would do with like 
House of the Dead, where you'll point the gun out the screen and reload, or even Time Crisis, where you take cover to reload. Um, in the Tomb Raider game, you would literally cock the gun back, um, just like uh, The Walking Dead. But you know, you're not using a lever; you you actually cock back the pistol. So it felt satisfying to play that. And literally, like like when I was shooting, literally I I, I was using uh, like I felt like I had sleight of hand um, equipped it like actual perk because. I mastered the reloading so quick, right? The con to that is the pistols had no recoil. So it really felt weird when I was shooting at an enemy and, you know, it, there was no recoil. I'm just putting a trigger and I see the, the enemy reacting. And it's a little weird because when you shoot enemies, the player, like, for example, I was green because I was player two. So, you know, there's an orange player, there's a purple, green, I uh, yeah, orange, green, purple, and I think blue. And it's a little weird when you're shooting at an enemy. The enemy will light up literally at different colors. We're all focused firing on one enemy. You would see them literally a, a, a blue outline, a green outline, an orange outline. It just looked weird. It looked like it was like a little rave party or something. Um, and, and also, too, it's just without no recoil, and I'm just pulling the trigger, and the enemies take a lot of hits. I promise you. There was a point in the game where we all focus fired. Uh, I mean, I'm shooting an enemy, and he's just like, ah, e, ah, 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 but literally he was reacting like, ah, e, ah, ah, and literally, I promise you guys, it was like, it took him 20 seconds to die, I promise you, it took him, it was one dude on screen, and he looked like a regular grunt, it took him 20 seconds to die, and then I was shooting him for the first five seconds, and then we all jumped and we all started shooting at him. And my man was just receiving shots and he was not dying. It was just so weird. And yeah, 20 seconds later he died. And so it was cool that he saw Laura Croft. It was, it was really weird to be honest that we, you know, we were going through a level where we were shooting up everyone with Laura Croft's pistol, you know, the replica of the pistol. But in game, you see her like jumping through, like using zip lines, um, jumping off buildings and stuff. You never really see her fight back an enemy, so it felt it looked a little. It felt weird because it's Tomb Raider. Um, I thought we were playing as Laura Croft, but it's cool that you see her by side by side. But literally, she, you you don't see her fighting, and that was a little weird. I think. No, I don't even think in the second level you see her fighting, so it's a little weird because like we're taking all the enemies while she's just walking through. You know what I mean? And just the enemies themselves, um, again, they have way too much health. They don't die one or two shots or even three shots. Um, they, they take, don't lie, I think you only have ten shots in the clip. They literally, one enemy will take like five to six shots to die. Um, so that really was like, man, what the heck? And headshots, I think they die a little less, but, you know, it's not like a one-shot headshot kind of thing, at least from my experience. Um, so it, it felt a little weird just... Not having any recoil, nor, um, again, just, you know, it fell off. It just fell off. Even when you do shoot the enemy, it, didn't, it wasn't satisfying uh, to shoot them, you know? It felt like a chore trying to kill them a little bit. Um, it's cool that when, you know, during scenes, um, or as you're going through the game, you you see, like, a vase light up, so you shoot it, and then you get a collectible. You get, like, oh, yeah, the, the mask of, I got, like, a Japanese mask or something like that, so it adds to the points. And at the end of every level, it will compare the points and it will say, alright, this player did the best, you know, kind of thing. And the graphics were gorgeous, I must say. The graphics were gorgeous. Um, again, it was nothing like House of the Dead. I would say it was even nothing like the... I don't know, I, I would even say the horror experience 4D. Um, to my opinion, that game was more, um, you know, graphically or visually more stunning than the Tomb Raider game, you know? So... I'm going to be honest, you know, I, I put a ranking in that game between 1 through 10. Um, I would give the Tomb Raider game, I must say, um, praise the Holy Spirit, I, I, I would, <sighs> a 6.5. To me, it wasn't good, it didn't feel great to play. It, the good thing was I played with my crew, you know, I played with my friends, I played with, uh, you know, Tony, uh, Caroline, Kyrie, you know, that, that was fun playing with them generally we were laughing but the game itself 
um, it made me not want to really play it again. You know, I played it once. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we died. We chose not to, you know, pay for it again, basically. Um, it, it wasn't that good of a game. I thought it would have been better. But it has the potential there. Uh, but again, it's with the enemies having too much health. There was no recoil on the gun. Um, the bullets need to do more damage. Um, and it, it just... And just also, too, the way the enemies looked scattered when you play. Like, the way they were scattered um, in the environment. So you had to really use, like, Deadeye to shoot an enemy that was hiding behind a pillar. Um, there's a few enemies on the uh, top of the... Um, like, the top of a tower, for example. You know, it, it just it didn't feel great to play. You know, it hurts me to say that, too, because... Again, it's Tomb Raider. I love Tomb Raider. I love, you know, cocking the gun. Um, but overall, the the game itself, it it was my least favorite um, gun rail shooter there, I must say. Um, so, yeah. So, to me, to be honest, that game was a 6.5 out of 10. Now, I'm trying to think of any... It was really cool, too, because I saw Luigi's Mansion. Um, I think that's like a gun rail shooter. They have Ghostbusters, which was another kind of a gun rail shooter. I didn't get to play those two. Um, they also had um, Terminator Salvation, I think. A Terminator gun rail shooter. I played that before. That was good. Um, that was fun to play. I'll give that game like a 7, a 7.5, because I love the, the gun you play with. It felt so great, even with the recoil. Um, they also have an Alien gun rail shooter. They had Jurassic Park. Um, I wanted to play Jurassic Park because I know that's a classic. That's a classic. I remember going up playing that when I first went to an arcade. I was playing that like crazy. Um, and, yeah, it was just was such a blessed time there, you know. Um, I played uh, this, this basketball game. You know, you shoot the hoops. A fast, um, you, you know, you get a much, um, you, you score, um, try to score as much basketball as you can in the hoop uh, within, I think, what, a minute or so. That, that felt fun. I played that with Kyrie and Tony. And, oh, it was just like this throwing game. Like, I would say your casual arcade games, you know, where you have a ball and you, like, you throw up a ramp and you try to score in the little holes or whatever. I call it a ticking game. Um, there was another one where you pay for it. You have, like, a minute and you throw these red balls and you throw it at the clowns. Um, these clowns, or whatever, and I did really good. Where I pressed Tony, <laughs> he was like, "Dude, dang, dude, yeah, part of the baseball team, you know." <laughs> um, but when I was growing up in, in New York, um, when when we, we played outside a lot, and I used to play a lot of stickball, I used to play a lot of um, you know handball, and even games called uh, it's not what it sounds like, I promise you. But we used to play this game called Booties, where we would take a handball, you know, buy at the corner store for like a dollar. And we throw the ball against the wall, and then one of us will try to catch it, right? Um, and whoever catches one hand has to sort of throw the ball really hard at everyone. Um, and if a person got caught three times, because um, there's like different rounds, so to speak, whoever calls, you know, catches the ball, you know, it was their turn to surf the ball, as in throw it off the wall. While... Um, the, the rest of the people are uh, a few feet away, ready to catch the ball. And um, if a person got tagged three times, they would have to go against the wall, you know, cover their head, of course. And then we would have to, we could literally throw the ball anywhere at their body, but, you know, we would beam them, you know, throw the ball as hard as we can at their, their glutes, you know. So, um, in other words, I remember playing that so much as a kid. <laughs> Um, and yeah, it, it made me be accurate with the ball today. <laughs> so when I played that clown game, you know, I was, I was hitting my shots and so I was like, oh man, go ahead, bro. You know? <laughs> and so that was really fun to play that game. I give like, it was fun. I'll give it a seven out of 10. Um, praise God. And it's really a ticket game too. You play that so you can earn tickets. Really? That's all it really is. And let's see, I remember seeing a Connect 4 basketball game. That was fun, but you get to play that. Um, I know there's more, but man, it's like 1.50 in the morning right now. <laughs> but um, I wanted to play like some racing games there too. I do love racing, but I didn't really get to play. We, we even sat at a table. We ate like, uh, I ate pizza. I ate like, uh, a cheeseburger with fries as well. Um, 
it was an amazing time. The food was good to me. The food was good. But then again, I think a lot of stuff, or the majority of things I eat is good. <laughs> um, and, man, I feel like I'm missing a game. Um, on top of my memory. Oh, played air hockey. That was amazing. Uh, I lost, I think, three times. But, you know, I, I, I was good. It was a tough, it was a neck-and-neck match. I played that with Tony. Psh, my man knows how to how to play air hockey, you know. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it was... Man, I know I did more than that too. There was something else that I played. I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, but in other words, I'm happy that I got to experience Dave and Buster's. I'm really happy I got to play, and uh, um, I, they could be more generous with their prices, to be honest. They could be more generous, but in my opinion, based on what I heard, like, because I, I went in there based on. Um, opinions from others that that went there. They're like, man, this is really expensive, you know. So I was expecting, man, like we had to pay, like you know, go in there and pay, like I don't know, like like two hundred dollars just to play a fair amount of games. No, it wasn't really. It wasn't like that at all. Um, because it was a, it was like six of us. Um, they sell like a bundle pack, and you get more value if you buy like four cards, for example. Um, and they would have 250 points each on them. You could play, I, and I played a lot of games with that. Um, and it was really good. It was really good. Um, so, and, and I think the cards were like $35 each. So for $35, you get over 250 points. And that could last you for a while. You could play a good session with that. Um, and just because you bought that in a bundle, you know, that's why it was a good deal. But... I think literally, genuinely, $35 would get you 170 normally. Um, but that bundle thing made it worthwhile, I would say. And that was a good bargain. So, yeah, and, and, and literally these... Man, me going to Dave & Buster's my friends, praising Mighty King for the first time, I will honestly treasure this moment for the rest of my life. I will never forget what happened on Thursday. And to me, it's Saturday morning, as the recording of this podcast <laughs> um but overall i just had a, a blessed time and all of us is making jokes all of us were together you know um playing games with everyone it was an amazing experience and again i got to meet kyrie and again kyrie thank you so much for coming down blessing us you know love you so much sis thank you and everyone that went you know thank you so very much tony and uh caroline Madeline blue and, and my sister just I love you guys so very much, you know? It was a blessed time. I'm not sure if I'm being so emotional right now just because it's so late, <laughs> you know? Um, but again, I, I definitely see myself going back to Dave & Buster's and playing some more games because I played over here in Texas. When I go back home, you know, I live in Connecticut, you know, I have a Dave & Buster's um, somewhere. I definitely would like to go and check out that location see if they have the same amount of games. Do we have less? Do we have more? Um, I heard great. I think actually the the one that I'm thinking about has two floors. So honestly, I think it might have more games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but overall, it was a worthwhile experience, and I will treasure it for the rest of my life. It's awesome. So if you're listening to this, I highly recommend taking your friends to, you know, of course, a good location, but a good uh, Dave and Buster's. You know, grab a couple of your friends and just you know spend the day there. And you have a blessed time. And again, that bundle thing, minimum, it's like a, it's, you need four people to to um, enjoy that benefit of the bundle pass. So you buy that in the bundle, each card is $35 each, but you get 250 points minimum. You can put more, of course. You can put much more if you so choose, but the minimum is like $35, I think. Or I mean, was it 25 It was one of those two numbers. I think it was 35 But, you know, it was a good value, and you could play a lot of games with 250 points. You can play a lot of games with that. So I highly recommend Dave & Buster's. Grab your friends. Go play Dave & Buster's. You know, grab four of them minimum and, and just have a blessed time there. There's a really cool hangout spot. Uh, you get free water as well. And you can also order something if you want. That was really cool too. In the sitting area, they had, there's a QR code on the table. You would use your camera or your phone. And you would, you know, click on that. And it would take you to the menu. All the menus are digital now. They don't hand out physical menus. And um, it was really cool. It was it was such a I had a blessed time. And literally, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. You know, 
Like, thank you, Lord, so much. I had a blessed time um, just just hanging out there and playing all these amazing games. Um, it was just with friends, too, with people I love. Amen? So I highly recommend it. And, guys, that will be, you know, for now, um, that will conclude this episode of True Way Gaming. Please, if, if, you, if you want your question or topic to be featured here on the show, um, don't forget to send an email at TWGP questions at gmail.com make sure you leave your name and also in the subject bar write question and hopefully god willing in the next episode your question and our topic will be featured um also you could follow me on uh twitter as well um uh, so at true a gaming you can follow me and you can even send your questions that way as well or if you just want to see what i post and what i we tweet and stuff you could do that too <laughs> um also i do stream i started streaming again on twitch um, if you want, you can follow me um, on Twitch, One Way Soldier, and you you will see a picture of a soldier. I'm gonna change that to the to a gaming logo soon. But right now, you see a soldier on one knee, um, you know, and uh, I think it says the task ahead of you is not stronger than the power behind you. I, you know, I love the Lord so much. I love my Lord Jesus Christ. You know, um, and then you could also oh, I also have a YouTube as well, um, True Way Gaming Podcast. You could tune in on YouTube. I think I only have two videos up right now. Um, but I am, again, I promise. I know I've said that for two episodes ago. I am working on uploading all the episodes onto the YouTube channel. And then also each episode going forward um, will be posted on YouTube itself, you know, as well. So you could, you know, please, and wherever you're tuning in to the show, whether it's on Podbean, Amazon, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to, you know, please, I would really appreciate the subscribe, uh, follow me, read your notification bell if you're watching, tuning in on YouTube, um, or wherever podcast site you're using. Um, you know, don't forget to like and subscribe, and please tell your friends and family about your way gaming. Um, and that way, you know, they could, you know, if they have any questions and or topics, you know, they could be featured on the show. All right? So, I think that's all for now. Um, I'm trying to remember anything, because again, I'm just in the bedroom with a phone in my hand. I'm trying to remember if there's anything else, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, um, and of course, you know, thank you, audience. You've been an amazing audience, of course. So, it's such a blessing to have you back. I love you guys. So, and God bless you guys. Oh, okay, I'm waiting until you don't clap, but thank you. <laughs> I love you guys. God bless you. My name is One Way Soldier, and it's the end of my transmission. You. Oh, okay. Thank you. I miss you, Love you guys.